0: at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Father Michael Kaiser. It's almost like we're reading a, a children's book or something. You know, we, we know the, the character, we know the people in it, we know the characters, we know who Jesus is, we know Simon, Peter, all of that group. Uh, And, you know, it's almost as if because we hear it so often that it just seems like we're looking at some kind of telenova. Uh, We forget that these were real people who lived in a real place at a real time and who knew each other. I mean, Galilee, the area, Nazareth, the area around there, I mean, it it wasn't exactly Manhattan. I mean, it was a relatively small population. It was a village. Uh, I mean, the big city was up in Jerusalem. And so all of these people that we read about, all the famous names, Jesus, Mary, Simon, who becomes Peter, uh, all of these were guys who just grew up together. Well, they went to high school together. If they had the equivalent of high school, they probably what they did is go to synagogue school. But, you know, I mean, and, you know, probably some knew each other better than others. Not everybody was a BFF, but still, you know, these were real people living at a real time. That's why, by the way, I've never had the slightest problem with uh, church teachings like, you know, Mary's virginal conception or her ever virginity, because we forget that Mary lived there. She lived with these people. She went to church with these people. You know, she showed up at the coffee hour. You know, she had one of those casseroles with the little French fried onions on it. It was killer. You know, I mean, everybody knew her. It wasn't a big community. And nobody would have allowed, you know, a false rumor to get out like that. It would have touched on to her honor, which it did. You know, I mean, many of the Jews claim that, that Jesus was the product of, of Mary being raped by Roman soldiers. So, you know, this goes back to the time when people knew each other intimately and well. So Jesus is talking. Now, you know, he has not completely started his ministry but he's talking to the people, he's gathered there, They're, they've gathered around, and Peter and uh, his uh, partner, so they referred to him, but he was a partner with Simon, uh, are fishermen. Most of the people in the area probably were fishermen, uh, but you had to have boats, so you needed a carpenter, and that was Joseph and his son Jesus. Uh, And they were not at the time fishing. They tried that, had a bad day. And so they were washing the nets, cleaning them out. I guess getting all the old fish scales, you know. To me, that sounds kind of dumb because it's going to wind up smelling like fish the next time you go out. But I mean, they're washing the nets. They're cleaning the nets and getting them ready to go out. And Jesus says, you got one of these things, and I've had it happen to me, although not water, where, you know, people were getting so close, they're backing you up. And all of a sudden, you know, he starts standing in the water. So he asks Simon, could I get in the boat, you push it out a little bit, I'll teach from the boat, which is precisely what he does. And he goes out and he sits down in the boat. In order to teach, now, that's normal. Teaching, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sitting to teach, sitting was a position of authority. When the rabbis taught in the temple, they sat. It used to be that bishops, and sometimes still do, I've seen it done, that bishops would preach sitting down, you know, in their cathedral, uh, their chair, which is where we get the word cathedral from. Uh, they would be sitting down and, and teaching in that manner. So, Jesus is teaching from a position of authority. They are already recognizing him as such. We have no idea about what. I mean, nobody bothered to write it down. Nobody put one of these things on the podium next to him, you know. Uh, we haven't a clue. But he, he does what he had to do, he does his teaching. And then he tells Simon, OK, push out back into the lake. Let's see what's going on. And Simon says, oh, come on, boss. You know, we've been out. We were out there all night. You know, it's just really, you know, I'm tired. Simon's tired, you know, or, 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 uh, uh, rather, John is tired. And, you know, you know Jesus says, please. You know. So they take the one boat out. And they throw the nets over the side. And it's like somebody had a fish whistle. And all the fish just start jumping into the net. And they start hauling this thing into their boat. And they call James and the others, and say, hey, we, we, we can't handle all of this alone. So the other boat goes over, and they haul all of this stuff in. The boats are heavily laden. And you know they came, it says, and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. As they come back in and you know, beach themselves, and then Simon Peter does something, which is just a little weird. I mean, he's a fisherman. One would think he'd be thrilled. I mean, sushi for six months, you know. I mean, we've got enough here, you know, uh, to 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 sell and to uh, you know make money with and that sort of thing. When Simon Peter saw it. That is, all the fish and all the stuff that came in. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You're just talking a lot of fish. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Now, Peter was an emotional man. And he was given to making, you know, emotional statements. We know that. You know, uh, sometimes statements that really came back to bite them You know, when Jesus is, is, asked, is questioning the disciples, who do people say that I am? One guy says, oh, some say you're John the Baptist, come back to life, and somebody else says you're Moses. And Peter actually gets one right. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, you know, good boy, gold star. You got one of those. And then Jesus talks about going up to Jerusalem and dying. And Peter, of course, rebukes him, which shows he had, you know, more guts than brains, maybe. And he says to him, no, 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 you can't do that. No, that, that's, not in the, that's not in our plan at all, Jesus. You know, you've got to stay with us. We've got to keep the ministry going. And Jesus turns around and says, get thee behind me, Satan. And then, you know, the poor guy, the night Jesus is, is, is arrested, you know, says, uh, if, if everyone else denies you, I will not. And Jesus says, before this night is out, you're going to deny me three times. And he does. You know. So he had a tendency, you know, to go for the emotional statement, the, the, the biggie. And he says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Now, like I said, these guys knew each other. and They knew that Jesus probably had a reputation for being just a little odd, you know, walked around the mountains a lot, uh, was supposed to be helping Joseph in the carpenter shop and probably did that. Uh, but still, he, he wasn't, uh, you know, working the way the other guys were. And something in Peter intuits, this is not a normal person. This is not, you know, yeah, I grew up with them and we played together and what have you, but something here, you know, there's something that means I shouldn't be here. And he departs, says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. The assumption being that sinfulness and holiness cannot somehow come together. And that's what Peter is thinking. You know, this guy really is something unusual. I haven't figured out what that is yet, but it's very unusual, and I just, I don't think I belong here. And then, of course, what Jesus does is go ahead and make it clear that that's the whole point. He is here to be with the sinner. You know, most of these guys were fishermen. Matthew was a tax collector. He certainly qualified in most people's eyes as a sinner. You know, all of these men were going to be needed precisely because they were just like the people Jesus had come to save. They were sinners. They were imperfect. You know, and Jesus needed them. Because everybody knew he was a teacher and he was incredible and that sort of thing. So you got James, you got John, the sons of Zebedee, uh, who were the partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Now his ministry has really begun because he's gathered those that he needs to do that work now would you have done that you know despite the fact that i'm a priest i have not left all and followed jesus i have a family i have children you know i mean it's not i mean they just walked away and remember peter was married peter had a wife and we're assuming since this is the way it normally works children but, you know, the fact is that uh, they just, whatever happened to them that day, and it's probably one of those things where you had to be there, it just changed them. They would go and pick up Matthew on the way. He's not part of this particular group. Uh, Andrew, you know, the is you know, but gradually Jesus began to pull these people together because... They were willing to go on the basis of nothing but his own word. And this is what we are called to do. We are called to go on the basis of nothing but Jesus' word. Will you follow me? And they followed him. And they followed him all the way to the end. Sinfulness and holiness come together so that the holiness can cleanse the sinfulness. And Peter didn't get that at the time, but he didn't need to get that at the time. Peter simply had to respond to this remarkable event and this remarkable person so that eventually he could be the leader of the apostles despite his continuous tripping over his own feet every time, you know, whenever he opened his mouth. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. I am. I am a sinful man. I am full of lust. I am full of anger. I am full of greed at times. I am full of ego. I am full of narcissism. And yet the best I can, I try to follow. And that's all God asks us to do. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and Reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox Mission in Atlanta, Georgia.